This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's Friday night. It's the preview show. It's the No Nay Never Podcast. Hello and welcome to our Friday preview show, listeners. It's all new and exciting. We have, as promised, uh, delivered two podcasts a week this season. So hopefully you are listening to this either on your way to Arsenal on Saturday or you are getting your pre-match build-up or it's just something to get you in the mood for the weekend. But I am joined with this special preview and will be every single week by the man, the myth, Statman Dave Roberts. Dave, welcome. Thank you. Yes, uh, good to be back and uh, a little bit different this season. I'm uh, looking forward to seeing how this goes. Me too. We missed you on the main show. It felt like I'd had my right arm cut off, to be honest, when I was uh, I was all getting myself set up to um, tee you in for all the stats. And I was like, oh no, Dave's not here. But we've given you a special role of honour this season, Dave. You're going to be headlining our Friday preview show and bringing us all the stats and all of the exciting things that we need to do. So let's not mess about because this is going to be a short, sharp hit of stats. And let's get going. We are, of course, playing tomorrow, um, if you listen to this Friday. Friday or today, if it's Saturday, uh, Arsenal away, who have become, I think, our nemesis in this league. We don't really have anybody in this league who is, um, I guess, a rival. Um, But obviously, we all know, all Burnley fans know that at some point in an Arsenal fixture, we seem to get absolutely... Um, yes, by referees. <laughs> so we are hoping that VAR this season is going to level the playing field a little bit. So we're going to start with Dave telling us all about the opposition. Dave, who are we playing? Tell us about them. Uh, we're playing Arsenal. Um, Arsenal FC can trace their history back to 1886, uh, when workers from the Woolwich Arsenal Armament Factory established a football team. And initially, they called themselves Dial Square. Uh, this was due to a sundial which positioned above the factory entrance. Uh, the club turned professionally in 1891, and by 1893, they were known as Woolwich Arsenal, due to the area they were playing in, obviously and they were admitted to the Football League uh, Football League in 1893. Um, in 1913, uh, they experienced some financial difficulties. They were actually relegated from uh, the first division. Burnley were promoted and, and took their place, and the club then moved from south to north London. 
Um, and by 1919, the Woolwich part of the name had also been dropped. Nice. Do they have any nicknames, Dave? Uh, well, yeah, we we'll, we know Arsenal as the Gunners, or Gooners is uh, commonly used as well. But interestingly, uh, in the early days, newspaper reports referred to Arsenal as the Infants. Um, and this isn't a reference to the players or supporters being childish, uh, but seems to be a shortening of the word infantry, relating to the club's origins in uh, the armament factory, as we've already mentioned. What about the ground? Where do they play? What's their capacity? Uh, well, Arsenal played at Highbury, well, the Arsenal Stadium at Highbury from 1913 to 2006, uh, and they moved to a new stadium for the start of the 2006-07 season. It was delayed slightly, um, but 2006-07 was when they moved uh, to the new ground, uh, which was named the Emirates for sponsorship reasons. Uh, but for those of us who prefer to look beyond sponsors' names, which can sometimes change, um, the new stadium project was initially known as Ashburton Grove, so the ground's often referred to as the Grove for short. Um, and the stadium holds just over 60,000 people. Looking on the current uh, Premier League handbook, it holds uh, 60,704, and they're expected to be just over 1,500 Burnley fans there on Saturday. OK, so what about the team, Dave? Who's their all-time leading goalscorer? Uh, well, this is one we've heard of, because uh, a lot of teams, you've got to dig uh, quite a long way back in history to find out who their top marksman was. Uh, that's not the case for Arsenal. Uh, Frenchman Thierry Henry is their top scorer. He scored 228 goals in 377 matches uh, to overtake another player who we know very well, who's uh, Ian Wright. Uh, he's second on the list with 185 goals in 288 matches. So what about their record against Burnley? Cheer us all up. Tell us what was their heaviest ever defeat against the Clarets. Uh, well, their heaviest defeat against us, uh, we, we managed to beat uh, Arsenal 5-2. We did it twice uh, down there. We've had bigger wins at Burnley, but we are talking just about the away games here. Uh, we had two thumping 5-2 wins, in the uh, one in the 1950s, that was October 1953, uh, and then another one in December 1960, which was... Um, that was obviously just after Burnley had won the title. In that match, uh, Ray Pointer scored a hat-trick um, and Jimmy McElroy and Jimmy Robson scored the other two goals. So, OK, depress us then. We know, obviously, that's the exciting thing about Burnley. What's the heaviest defeat that they've laid on us? Uh, well, there's three going back uh, over the years. There's been uh, three by five goals. Uh, we've had one uh, 6-1 defeat and two 5-0 defeats. Uh, two of those were back in the depths of history, but the more recent one, uh, a lot of Burnley fans will remember, particularly if they're at the match. Um, I was down there for this one. Um, it was the penultimate match of the 2017-18 season. Burnley had pretty much guaranteed their European place by this point, um, so it didn't matter quite as much, but this was uh, memorable for being Arsene Wenger's last match as Arsenal manager, and it was a, a heavy 5-0 defeat that day. So how far do we have to go back until we find Burnley's last win away at Arsenal? Uh, well, it is in my lifetime, just. Um, you've got to go back 45 years to September 1974 for Burnley's last away win at Arsenal. Um, Peter Noble scored the winning goal in the 78th minute, that was at Highbury, uh, to seal a 1-0 win for Burnley. Uh, the match was also featured on uh, Match of the Day as well. They had it featured as their second match. Um, but since then, Burnley have played Arsenal away eight times in all competitions uh, at Arsenal, and we've lost all eight of those games. 
Oh, well, that's not a fun stat. Um, let's have a look at a bit closer to home then. What happened last season for Arsenal? Uh, they finished fifth in the Premier League and they also uh, had a decent season in Europe. They got to the final of the Europa League, but they were beaten by Chelsea. Obviously, Chelsea have just played Liverpool in the uh, in the Super Cup. They got through to that by beating Arsenal. They were... Uh, Heavily beaten in the uh, in the final of the Europa League. And who's managing him at the moment? Uh, it's forty eight year old Spaniard uh, Unai Emery. Um, he's pitting his wits against Sean Dyche this weekend, uh, and he's just begun his second uh, week uh, second season with Arsenal this season. Um, well, it wouldn't be a preview show, and it wouldn't be a stat man show, Dave, unless you told us your fun and famous head to heads. Give us some head to head stats. Yeah, looking back again, this is uh, away games only. Burnley have played at Arsenal. This is uh, various grounds going uh, back over the years. Uh, 52 matches in total. Uh, We're not yet in double figures for wins. We've only got nine wins. There have been nine draws and 34 defeats. And if you narrow that down just to the top flight away matches, uh, Burnley have played 43, uh, won nine, drawn eight and lost 26. What about players? Who's played for both sides? Uh, well, not that many. There's only uh, quite a small list of names compared to some of the clubs that, uh, that we look at. And if you look at the players who have played for Burnley and Arsenal, uh, represented both teams since the Second World War, we've got the likes of uh, Andrew Cole, who started out uh, at Arsenal before going on to play for uh, Newcastle and Manchester United, and then also later in his career for Burnley. Um, Lee Dixon, who went the other way, he started with Burnley um, and then had a few other moves and then ended up down at uh, Arsenal. Uh, Jim Fennell, goalkeeper from the 1960s, and then a few more from uh, more recent times, uh, Danny Carbassian, Mark Randall, Paul Shaw, John Spicer and uh, Ian Wright, who we've already mentioned as well. Well, that's the extent of the uh, the players who've played for both. Excellent. So we know that the game's on Saturday, 12.30 kick-off, live on BT Sport. The final one, the guy that's going to finally level the playing field. Who's the referee on Saturday? Uh, Tranmere Rovers superfan Mike Dean is the referee this Saturday, um, veteran 51-year-old. Um, he's actually been in charge for 40 previous Burnley matches, which is more than any um, current official on the uh, on the referee's list. So uh, he's very experienced. And as you've mentioned already, we've got VAR, hopefully, to level the playing field this time. Yeah, hopefully. I, I think we've had uh, a lot of Mike Deans over the years. Um, now, I know, Dave, that was all very serious and very impressive, but I know that deep down in the Dave Roberts stat man bank that there's some fun and crazy stat in there. So give us your miscellaneous stat of the week. Oh, well, I've dug out a few, actually, this week. Um, we've got, um, of the uh, the promote. well, in terms of the, uh, apart from the couple of promoted teams that we, we've yet to play this season, Norwich and Sheffield United, we haven't played them yet in the Premier League era, um, Arsenal are the only current Premier League team uh, that Burnley haven't beaten in a top-flight match since our first Premier League promotion back in 2009. And not only that, um, we've yet to even muster a draw against Arsenal. We've played 10 previous occasions, home and away, uh, and we've lost all 10 of those matches. So even the home games, we've not managed to uh, to get a point. Um, going back into one or two other things as well, um, a 1-0 Burnley defeat at Highbury in, ni- in April 1971 uh, confirmed Burnley's relegation from the first division after an unbroken spell of 24 years in the top flight. Uh, that all began back in 1947. Burnley uh, lost in the cup final, got promoted, but then spent 24 years in the top flight. But it was a match at Arsenal that ended that in 1971. Um, a couple of other quick ones as well. Uh, Willie Irvin scored in his debut for Burnley in the first division match against Arsenal. Uh, that was at Highbury in May 1963. 
Um, he was only 19 at the time, and he scored the first goal in a 3-2 win for Burnley. And the last one relates to uh, Arsenal players and scorers. Um, Arsenal striker Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang has already scored six times against Arsenal during the last two seasons. Uh, that makes him second on Arsenal's um, highest all-time goal scorers in matches against Burnley. Um, he's got some way to go, though, to catch up with Jimmy Brain, who was an Arsenal forward in the 1920s and 1930s. Um, he scored 12 times against Burnley for the Gunners, including four in one game as well, I think. So um, although he's in second place, he's got quite a way to go. Fantastic. Well, I think it's about time we met our opposition, don't you? This week, we are very, very pleased to welcome Jason McKenna, who, as well as being an Arsenal fan, also runs the FPL Goalmouth Scramble podcast. Jason, welcome to No Nay Never. Hi there. An absolute pleasure to be on. Thank you for, for inviting me. No problem at all. Um, how on earth did you become an Arsenal fan, Jason? Oh, it's a good question. And I was racking my brains. It brought back some some nostalgia from yesteryear. So I do come from North London and, of course, I had to support a local team. I, I chose, obviously, the best team in the local area, <laughs> although Tottenham is geographically probably a bit closer, but my dad luckily pushed me in the right direction. Also, interestingly enough, my dad worked for Arsenal and uh, I have as well. So through my youth, he used to take me to the stadium quite often because he was a stadium staff member. We got behind the scenes stuff. Um, and my first ever match, I think, was Dynamo Kiev. And I've got a little um, brochure and ticket stub framed in my room. So uh, Arsenal is well into my life. As I said, uh, I used to work there as well. So um, a, a gooner through and through my family as well. Oh, I love that. I always love how many fans we speak to whose dads push them the way their clubs are. Um, Jason, can you remember what was the first Arsenal-Burnley match that you remember seeing or sort of, I guess, being at? So I, you know, watch every Arsenal match, uh, however the means may be. And uh, one of the first ones that I remember was actually us crashing out of the League Cup 2008 to you guys. And it was a big shock. But I also think it kind of ushered in that new era of Burnley being quite a hard team to play against for top teams. You guys were still in the championship at that point, but you came up to the Premier League in 2009-10 season, I think it was. Mm -hmm. Or, uh, yeah, I think it was a little bit later. Anyway, so we got knocked out. And I remember Jack Wilshire, Aaron Ramsey and Fabianski all playing. And they've all left now. Really sad uh, 11 years ago, but how the times have changed. And I think the person that scored both the goals, so it was a brace, talking of braces with like a Bamiyang earlier, it was Kevin McDonald who scored a brace against us. So maybe there might be somebody replicating that this weekend. I would like to think so. Step up, Sir Ashley of Barnes. Um, <laughs> I guess bringing things more into into modern days, you, you've you've obviously got um, a new Premier League season and you've got, I guess at the bare minimum, need to, to retain your top six spot. But out of the summer signings that you made, who do you think is going to make the most impact? So this is actually quite a difficult uh, question to answer because we've had quite a few problems in terms of defence, but also attacking-wise, which seems crazy to say when we've got players like Aubameyang and Lacazette in the side. But the problem originates from the midfield. We were pretty bad with the number of shots our season. We were 11th for total, but also the number of chances we created and the quality of chances weren't great. 
So I, I don't think Louise and Tierney are enough to sort out our defensive problems. So I believe that the most important signing that we've made is actually Nicolas Pepe. He's what our midfield and our forwards need, that, that little bit of creativity, attacking prowess, and something different that a lot of Premier League defenders will probably struggle with. Yeah, that's a really good point. So I guess once they've all settled in, what are what are your hopes for the season? Is it is it just enough now to retain that top six spot, or are you do you have hopes for something better? I'm quite a realist. I want to give Emery as much time as possible because I see him as a, a long term project manager. I love the fact I, I was so excited actually to see quite a number of young players in the side at the weekend. Joe Willock, Ainsley Maitland-Niles, Reese Nelson. I think that's what Arsenal have lost a lot in recent years. And you saw it as well with Joe Willock kind of chasing after the ball after he was tackled. He was not giving up. He was proud to wear that shirt. And I don't want to call out certain players, but over the last few years, there's been some that you think they don't really care. They're more mercenary than not. So in terms of realistic hopes, I think we can make top four. I think we're better than Chelsea and Manchester United. Chelsea have their problems. Manchester United, I think that first game flattered to deceive. Uh, Tottenham, unknown entity because Christian Eriksen could still leave and that would be a massive, massive blow. But we're nowhere near Liverpool and Man City. So best we could hope for is third. I think realistically fourth. And it would be nice if we could actually go on to win the Europa League this season or, or any trophy. But I'll just be happy if we cement fourth. I, I'm a realist now, and I just want to see the club cement its uh, forward-thinking position. Yeah, that's really good to hear that, and I would definitely echo those thoughts from an outsider looking in. Um, I couldn't agree more. I think United and Chelsea have got have got problems this season. Um, on opposition's view of us, where do you think Burnley will finish? So I've always had quite a soft spot for Burnley, actually. Aww. And I I don't want to bring up bad memories, but it really Uh-oh. annoyed me when <laughs> Owen Coyle left the club. Oh, Jason! <laughs> I, I know, it's like a swear word, isn't it, this? Um, That's not mentioned but... on the Known and Ever podcast. So I, don't, I don't think you, you've warned us about this. <laughs> oh, God, you've got to bleep that out now, don't you? So, um, but, yeah, my... my my affections for the club kind of stem from back then. And I thought, I really loved Burnley in that first Premier League season. And I was so uh, almost disgusted with him for doing that to the club. And then when they came back with Dyche, I was so excited to see them back. I think Burnley are a really exciting club this season. A lot of people have chalked them down as, you know, potentially relegation team. I don't think that at all. They could possibly break into the top 10. That's my opinion, because I see them better than all three promoted sides, 100%. Watford, Crystal Palace, Southampton, Newcastle have big problems too. And Dyche and just the whole Burnley team are steady heads. Woods and Barnes are fantastic going forward. And the defence, I know it's the first game, but the last few game weeks as well as last season showed that the team were back to their best form of keeping clean sheets. So I'm really hopeful that you guys have a good season and maybe a cup run uh, is possible as well. That would be nice. We need to stop drawing Manchester City away in cups. That would probably give us a better chance if we're doing that. <laughs> well, well, Jason, I, I like you. You can come again. I think our listeners are going to be very, very pleased when they hear that. Um, and finally, uh, completely appreciating where your loyalties lie. What's your prediction for the score on Saturday? Yeah, so I, I feel bad like answering this. I've got to say that <laughs> 
Ashley Bond really does worry me, by the way. He's the type of player that we struggle to play against. Mm. So we're obviously at home. That gives us a big advantage. And we've not lost the Premier League tie against Burnley. So unfortunately, I think it will be a win for us. Mm. But I'm going to say the clean sheet will be hard to come by. I think Aubameyang is looking really potent. Pepe and Lacazette should probably start. So I'm going to say it's going to be a 2-1 actually. I think Barnes will still get a goal, but we'll probably have enough to do it over the line. It's going to be a very, very tricky fixture though. I'm not going to say it's easy for Arsenal at all. And we've got, as I said, the problems with the midfield are still there. Uh, as as was evidenced in the Newcastle game, we only had eight chances created. So I think, yeah, it will be a difficult game, Arsenal to win, but a very hard-fought victory. What, what are your thoughts, though? Are you on the same page? Uh, mainly. My, my head's definitely on the same page, and it's definitely telling me that that's what's going to happen. <laughs> my heart tells me different. I think you've always got to back your, your boys, and I think... We do look good this season. I was really impressed with us at the weekend against Southampton. Um, it feels like last season was a, a really defining season for us in terms of us just getting that confidence to know who we are and to stick with what we are and to just start believing in ourselves and, and believing that we've earned the right to be there. I think we're going to get something from Saturday. And I actually think, I was thinking 2-2. Um, I agree with you. I think we'll be 2-1 down. And I've just got a Chris Wood late equaliser in my brain. Um, Dave, what about you? What's your prediction? Um, well, I prepared everything else, but I prepared a prediction, so you put me on the spot there. Um, oh, well, <laughs> see, I do like to do this to you, um, Dave. I'm going to go for an optimistic 1-1, because, we, as you say, we haven't had a even a point against Arsenal in the Premier League. We do one. Um, a win might be asking too much, particularly um, on, 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 their, uh, on their ground. Uh, so I'm thinking one-one. That's going to be my uh, my optimistic prediction. I like it. As, well, as, sorry, go on, Jason. Yeah, I'd say as stats people, we know records are there to be broken. Oh, so I would not be this. surprised at all. <laughs> <laughs> this is a bit. I mean, I feel like I'm I'm in a great big stat man hug right now. This is the best preview show ever. Um, well, let's leave us on there, oh, Jason. <laughs> Jason, do stay with us because we are actually going to finish this week's um, preview show with a look at the No Name Never Fantasy Football Premier League, um, and we believe that's your specialist subject, obviously, given your podcast. Um, and we have joined a league. I think there's, there's quite a lot of people in it right now. Um, for those of you who've not yet joined it and do want to, to jump in, albeit a week late, the code it is the official Premier League one, and the code is off orange five. Q for Quebec, J for John, the number four, and S for Sierra. Um, get on board. We are going to be um, covering the Fantasy Football League every week. Um, Dave's going to have a look at the movers and shakers and, and the uh, the teams that are there. Um, Jason, Fantasy Football, what, what is it about it that you like so much? You've clearly got a passion for it. Yeah, so I've played it for quite a while. And then last season, my friend and I, Seb, we decided that, you know, we'd put our passion to, to something creative, maybe help some other people. So I, I love the, it's so nuanced. It's like a game of multi-level chess. You can make so many different decisions and none are right. That uh, There can be a, a few that are very wrong, though. And you, you're always chasing your tail as well. There's the pursuit of those higher, higher uh, you know, points, places, ranks, whatever, uh, you never seem to be happy enough. But the problem is, is that once you have that first bite, you're totally addicted. So it's, it's, I don't know what the appeal is. It's, it's kind of like art 
I don't know how to describe why it appeals to me, but it's something that I I can't live without. Honestly, weekends wouldn't be the same without constantly refreshing who's scored and who's uh, who's not done well for my oh, team. That's fantastic. I wish I shared your enthusiasm for it. I get roped into fantasy football every single season, and as our uh, listeners will find out as this season goes on. I will probably be propping up the non and ever league table and you'll you'll end up all be tweeting us saying, Bromley, why have you still got X player and he's been injured for like six weeks? I'm like, oh yeah, better look at my team. Um so Dave, let's have a look at our league. Who's 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 leading the pack? Who are our current top three players? Yeah, we've had three that are uh, out in front. We've got um it's actually a clean sweep of Ben Me puns for the top three teams in the uh, in our fantasy Premier League. Uh, first with a very impressive score of 101 points is me team. Uh, that's James Riley. Uh, second, uh, just a point behind on 100, is Take a Barnes on Me. Uh, that's Matt oh, Hall. I love it. Uh, and then in third place on, <laughs> on 97 points is Marnie and Me, uh, and that's Daniel Lord. So they're our current uh, top three. Well done to those uh, three for their team selections, but the less said about the originality of the team names, the better. <laughs> Indeed. Um, well, obviously, the Premier League um, issue a dream team every single week. Um, we usually there's not usually that many Burnley players met the dream team, but I think we'd be pleasantly surprised this week, Dave. Uh, yeah, we've got two players in there, so uh, they're probably the ones you'd expect. Uh, Eric Peters uh, picked up 14 points, helped no doubt by his two assists, although the first one was uh, slightly wind assisted. Um, and then also uh, Ashley Barnes picked up 13 points with a couple of goals to his name, as we know. So, yeah, having two out of the 11 in the first weekend's a a really good achievement. Excellent. Um, Jason, it would be wrong of us to not take advantage of that incessant enthusiasm for for fantasy football. Any tips for our players this season? Anybody they should keep an eye on? Oh, goodness. So, in terms of one of the big tips that we offered in our podcast this week is be, um, I suppose this kind of goes for life as well. Be confident in yourself and your choices. So what we mean by that is a lot of people, um, the, the community kind of refers to it as knee jerk as they kind of see the game week one's uh, fixture results and they go, oh my God, I don't have in Martial from Manchester United or, or so-and-so from this team, so-and-so from that team. And a lot of people panic. And at the end of the day, you've had 38 game weeks last season to analyse these players. And that's why you pick them also pre-season as well. One game week shouldn't affect your choices. So I think um, in terms of fantasy Premier League and that, just believe in yourself for a little bit. Uh, Wait on your transfers. I know it's really tempting in terms of the actual transfer prices going up on players like the aforementioned Marty or Rashford going up by 0.1. But if you wait a little bit longer, maybe even save a transfer, especially in these early game weeks, you can probably do a little bit better from it because then you've got more knowledge behind you. You've got more statistics, as me and Dave would both say. It's, um, It's very important to kind of back up your choices uh people that i think are going to be good throughout the season are probably the Salah and sterling are kind of obvious but i think leicester and wolves are going to be pushing for top six places from the, yeah definitely for, from their data last season they should be fantastic somebody like perez who's just come in at leicester obviously last week he didn't have a good 
time at all. He only had one shot. But I think him and Vardy are very good players to have. Wolves are fantastic in defence. I think they'll be getting more clean sheets. And they're fairly cheap as well at the back. And maybe Son Youngku at um, Leicester as well, 4.5 million defender. He could be a really under-the-radar differential to have. And um, I think as well, you have to look at the Burnley players. Uh, I'm not saying this just because I'm on here, but Ashley Barnes is a player that seems to get plenty of chances and he puts them away quite often as well. He is a quality striker, so he's one to watch for the season as well. Fantastic. What a great bit of advice. Uh, Well, we're going to keep tracking progress of the Fantasy Premier League throughout the season. We need to see who the best performers are from the Burnley squad and also how well our listeners are performing in the race to win the prestigious None and Ever Podcast League. It's going to be a bit like Park Run. You're not going to ever come last because I assure you, I will take that place. Um, Okay, one final thing before we leave this week's show. Um, We're going to end our... our Pratch Me View. I don't think that's right. We're going to end our match preview shows with a quick fire quiz question. It's going to test your knowledge of Burnley and this week's opposition. Now, it's either going to relate to something we've mentioned during the show or it's going to be something you can discover on the Burnley stat page, which um, Dave will give you all the details of in a minute. Um, Dave, what is this week's listener question? Yeah, this week's question is, um, who was the first player to score a goal for Burnley at Arsenal's new ground? So that's the Emirates Stadium or Ashburton Grove, depending on your preference. Excellent. And where do they find your stats page, Dave? Uh, Well, yeah, my stats page set up, it's um, a a short link. So it's bit, that's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash Burnley stats. And that's all in lowercase. And that takes you through to the page. There's lots of information there. This uh, answers that question. You can definitely find the other place you can find it as well. But we've got lots of uh, information together in one place that people might discover something else that uh, they weren't aware of as well. Fantastic. And Dave, finally, how do they get in touch with us to give us the answer to that listener question? Yeah, well, just basically just tweet us at No Name Ever or uh, post on our Facebook page and we'll give the answer at the start of our next preview show as well. Fantastic. Well, that is it. That is the first of our Friday preview shows in the bag and it's been an absolute pleasure i really hope you've enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed um publishing it i guess um jason my first thanks go to you thank you so much for an absolutely fantastic look at arsenal and fantasy football um before you leave us do you want to just let our listeners know how to find you and how to get in contact with you and more importantly how to listen to your podcast yeah, so uh, again, as I said at the start of the show, it's been a real honour, fantastic to chat to you uh, both, and uh, I hope that we stay in touch through the season. Um, so for the FPL Goldmouth Scramble podcast, we're easily identifiable on Twitter, just our at FPL underscore GMS podcast Twitter handle. We post lots of fun stuff. So we're, we're not all just about stats. We're, we're fun people as well. Well, we like to think so, uh, as much as stat men can be. So yeah, check us out there. And uh, thank you again for having us on. No problem. Well, that is all we now have time for. My thanks as ever go to producer Matt for editing all of this together and getting it out on the airwaves. But a very, very special thank you from me this week to Dave Roberts, Statman Dave, who has worked incredibly hard behind the scenes to put this show together and takes 100% of the credit for for getting this up and running. Um, Dave, I'm really excited to see how we take this through season and well done. Um, For those of you who are on your way to the ground, for those of you who are watching on the 
television. Um, safe journey to all travelling clarets and we will be back next week. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.